first of all, thank you for all of the help that we get as a, a community, Sokokoji, from all of you, not only your uh, financial support, but also to participate in the three jewels, the teacher, the teaching, the community, and to study this ancient and current material together. Please continue to help us if you can. Thank you. The title of today's Dharma talk is Inescapable Landslides. That's plural. Inescapable landslides, but we fight against them anyway. One of them is the very landslide in your mind that started before you were born, that does not have a searchable, you could say findable source. You can search, but you won't find the source. You'll just find uh, more and more confusion if you look for something else. Interesting, interestingly, that if you look at just what this is, then you will begin to see what this is yourself with your consciousness, not just a thinking process, which tends to go in circles, looking for things, looking for how to control things. The landslide in your mind is started a long time ago, and you are your job as a meditator, as a person on the spiritual path, as it is being taught here today is to observe this, observe that movement in the mind stream. It could be anything, uh, even something just as simple as discursive thought or internal gossip about this or that or the other thing. Comments that you make about how you feel, who caused it, why it shouldn't be that way, why you don't deserve this, on and on and on, that reify, reinforce the the belief or assumption that there is someone, a solid singular person here. There is not. But if you think there is, you will continue to try to protect it, try to elevate it, try to keep it from falling over or from, from losing. It's an illusion you are chasing. This is unreal. There's no solid singularity anywhere, either here or out there. And speaking of out there, that's the other landslide. That's the other inescapable landslide and it is just everything else that is tumbling around including uh all of the wars that have been fought all of the craziness in society all of the ways that some people show up trying to control other people starting with your parents trying to control you rather than really see who you are just making assumptions about you that you are a child and you need to obey you need to follow directions you need to you need to you need to quite often based on how they were treated, quite often based on their misunderstanding about the nature of dependent origination. The fundamental teaching of the Buddha from 2,500 years ago, it goes even beyond that. Didn't particularly start anywhere. Inescapable, you can't, you can't get out of it, but you can spend, you can use your life as you see fit, it's up to you, you're here, you have, uh, you maybe if you're listening to this person talk, you are what is considered free and well favored. You're free to come to such a gathering as this. 
There are some places in the world you, where you would not be allowed to do this because people who want to control you, who think they have the right view of what should happen, what shouldn't happen, will stop you either with laws or with just out and out plain interference. And that if you've heard, you've heard me say so many times, and others too, that you're well favored and that your mind isn't so clogged up with beliefs, opinions, ideas, hopes and fears, judgments, evaluations, that you can't actually consider something else or maybe another way of looking at this situation we call the human life. The mundane, the mundane path is, is, has to do with trying to control the landslide in the mind stream and the landslide that is inescapable out in the world, up to and including, well, you name it, there's we could, uh, innumerable things, uh, climate change, political unrest, we call it, thinking this is right, this is wrong. These people don't deserve to live, but seeing that for centuries, these other people shouldn't be alive, shouldn't be allowed to continue living. We need to stop them because they're somehow a threat to us, which is an intense form of narcissism that shows up as nationalism and all the other isms, including Buddhism. Even Buddhism can do the same thing, thinking these Buddhists are right and these other Buddhists claim to be Buddhists, but they're not practicing correctly the way I think or I say or I believe. This is why it is necessary for each of us. If you have a glimmer, if you have a, an understanding in some way of what it is that I am pointing at, then you will train your mind to see clearly by doing what? Looking at the confusion. You don't create artificial clarity and then like trying to be a clear person or be, a, this is just more ego language. There's no one that can be clear. You cannot create clarity. You can certainly create a lot of craziness, confusion, disturbance, just by fighting with the landslide. Just a way of talking about it, fundamentally. Nothing is happening happening at all. Look closely. Go ahead. Sure, allowing. Yes, sir. What does the spiritual path offer us when working with the these landslides that a mundane path doesn't provide? Allowing? The mundane path. Start start with that. Provides you ways, uh, beliefs, opportunities to control. It can be part of different kinds of movements that profess or claim. Uh, solutions that are basically relative. You can do this if you do that. And they include everything from political parties to movements that are going to the right or to the left, trying to control things, try to uh, fight with others. Um, and we could go on and on about that. I don't need to think I need to go too far with it. But then the spiritual path, excuse me, is about seeing what this is fundamentally rather than rather than trying to go towards things and change things based on your preconceptions. We don't really know what this is, but if we think we know what it is, then we will have opinions, ideas, judgments, evaluations, and contracts about just go and look at any, uh, look at the history of anything, any movement, democracy for that matter, totalitarianism, uh, look at the, at the nature of, of, uh, of any ism, you do that with Buddhism. You can also do it with uh, socialism, uh, communism. People have ideas about this, but quite often when we're in, we're in this area, there's a, been a complete um, um, 
dismissal of the spiritual path because just saying, well, that's ridiculous. There's no uh, anything from theistic approaches, like there's no deity, there's no creator. Uh, but then they go ahead and proclaim atheism. And then that becomes another ism, which people believe in. We believe there's no creator. But Buddhism is basically saying, as I understand it, that taking any position, believing this, disbelieving that, or ignoring, those are the three three poisons, passion, aggression, and ignorance, reifies, supports the fundamental misunderstanding or mistaken identity, which is that there is a singular being called me or I that we use the personal pronoun to address. And this is unreal. There is no solid being anywhere. There are singular bodies. There is, are singular thoughts. There are singular flavors of ice, ice cream. There's all kinds of singularities all over. But fundamentally, nothing is separate. Fundamentally. And that's what the spiritual path, uh, as, as uh, contrasted with the mundane path, which has goals that you attain, you have stages in development where you get closer and closer. You get a degree and uh, you get a master's degree and then you go and get another a PhD graduate degree and this and that, or you go in another direction. And this is not incorrect. It's just a way that we need to live in order to support ourselves, feed ourselves, um, as they say, put a roof over our head. So right and wrong are extra in this area. We don't really need to do right and wrong. Some people are not ready to do what is being presented here? Not ready. Not not really ready for this. They really need to continue to try to be uh, a tennis player, or a doctor, or a dentist, or a therapist, or anything. Any of the other ways of working with uh, supporting oneself, training one's mind to do function in a certain way. As long as you're in this particular realm, called the realm of desire, the human realm. This is not the end. We continue to go. But you can also do those and, and also train your mind to see more clearly so that you don't take your unexamined aggression, your unexamined passion or grasping or belief, and your unexam unexamined ignorance or literally stupidity out and foist it upon others thinking, you're right, they're wrong. Don't foist anything. Receive, 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 receive the very nature of this world as it is. And you do that by seeing the way when you sit down and endeavor to train the mind, you see that you have a lot of collections of ideas and thoughts and emotions and memories, judgments, evaluations, on and on and on, that we continue to grasp, tighten up with the whole consciousness just tightens up into a fist of ego, me. And it does it out of fear. It does it out of, uh, out of wanting control lots of different directions that you could go with that kind of an image and what we're saying here is that sit down and see that see that you're doing that and do nothing with that don't try to stop that because trying to stop that creates another layer of ego self-centeredness or the trying to accomplish something uh through what trunk Rinpoche called spiritual materialism or trying to accomplish some kind of goals or ideas about the nature of consciousness through practicing various spiritual techniques more. Is there a kind of habit energy in our beliefs that keeps them going even when we start to see through them? That's very good. Just habit energy. Just uh, 
just keeps going. And the idea here is to observe it, to watch it, not trying to come up with special techniques for stopping it. Just observe. Watch the way it arises, and then it falls away, and then it arises again. And that which is observing that doesn't do anything. More? Is a strong emotional reaction a kind of belief or conclusion? Yes, but that doesn't necessarily come from the situation that is in front of you. It could be emotions that have been stuffed or covered up through fear of not wanting to be in touch with that particular feeling or emotion. It's just too intense, so we cover it up. And then something comes along and triggers. It might be just an ordinary situation where somebody scowls at us or um, or disagrees with us, but instead of just seeing that maybe the reason they're disagreeing with us is they're suffering. They're covering up their suffering with their own expression, their own outflow of, um, you just don't know what I'm going through here, and you don't really understand. And if you just saw what I'm seeing here, if you're not seeing it, and then we see that and we really do have an idea of what's happening with them, and then we get what triggered, what's the word, triggered, and then the un- the, the emotions and feelings that are covered up by uh, an imaginary self, covered up. The landslide is covered up. We don't see that movement. We stabilize it in the mind stream. And so it can be difficult. Go ahead. When you talk and teach about, it's always about awareness or that we don't have to get better. <clears throat> yes. Um, is the same stuff always going to be triggered, but we have an opportunity to stop blaming the trigger? That's stop blaming. That's, uh, but you have to first see how you, how much you just impulsively blame things. Something happens and you immediately, you know, your, your finger's out of the holster and you're already aiming your, uh, armament towards someone else. Does any kind of production that we do when that comes up, keep it going? Um, Not any kind, but the kind of production that, that, that isn't just naturally dependent origination. The things arise without a particular person behind it or a personality. They just show up. And we, if you're a meditator, you just observe what occurs. And if you see it very clearly, you're, still, you're not actually separate from what is occurring. You're separated, just like right now. I'm sitting here, moving my hand like this. You're sitting over there, sitting like so, and you're listening to what I'm saying, and perhaps thinking a little bit about it, thinking of another question. And if you have another question, I'd like to hear it. Underbowing. When I think of a landslide, I, that, that metaphor, it's like I'm the landslide's heading towards me. But are you saying that we are the landslide? We are not separate from the landslide? Yes. We're separated out. We think we can separate ourselves from what's happening in Ukraine or what's happening uh, outside with the fire engines going by. But we're not separate from that. We're separated. We're, this is our world. Everything is happening. The people next to us, the people the next door, the emotions that are coming and going in your mind stream or anyone else's, we're separated for sure but fundamentally not separate. Yet we tend to, as the more, the stronger the ego is, the stronger the self-centeredness is, the more we will isolate ourselves from people uh, who have different skin color, uh, different uh, speech patterns, accents, 
cultural nationalism and so on, and actually make some people bad or wrong or shouldn't be allowed to have any freedom so that it protects our imagined singularity. But death is coming. All of, you, all of this nationalism doesn't protect anyone, no matter how good they are, no matter how bad they are, if you want to use those two reverence. You're, you're going to come to who you think you're always coming to an end, and who you actually are cannot end. And don't believe what I'm saying. I'm not asking you to believe it. You, consider, you can consider it a little bit. But who you actually are cannot come to an end because it has never, it has never uh, uh, arisen. So it can't fall away. What has arisen is a human form with eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, mind. And there, there we have that very simple situation. And it gives us the illusion that we are somebody in this particular body going somewhere or not going somewhere or just sitting here or minding your own business or any other idea you come up, up, up with about yourself. I'm a Democrat or I'm a Buddhist or I'm a... Um, health worker, or I'm, you could go on and on, I don't want to do too much of that, because the options there are all over the place, and those options feel like we're making choices, but we really don't make choices, we're at the mercy of dependent origination. If you, if you begin to see the illusion of a separate self, uh, you, you will stop, you will slow way down on what you're doing, you won't do anything else, you absolutely have to do it. This doesn't mean that it, you're sitting here and the building is on fire, you, you know, you sit and watch it burn, you run out and help other people get out. So it's very situational all the time. That's why plans don't work. As soon as you make a plan for something, the first next thing you have to do is you have to change something about it. This doesn't mean you shouldn't make plans. It just means that, that we're always fluctuating around a little bit. And things are changing and moving. Yes, sir. How does the how does the belief in a self result in us doing more stuff or doing what we don't need to do? We're operating out of uh, the illusion that we are somebody and we're threatened, or we are somebody and we're very safe. Uh, we're not we're not at the mercy of this or that. Usually, it's we're threatened by something that we have to change or stop or control. Is that what you're asking? And it's unreal. You're not who you actually are is not threatened, but who you think you are physically could be threatened by war or any of the various things that happen in our physical environment, disease, all of those things. But who you actually are is not just uh, a, a, a human form of consciousness with uh, an identity. Yes. Does the busyness help us to ignore the threat? Does the what? Does the busyness help us ignore the threat? Yes, very much so. Quite often we, if we, people in general might have different examples of this. Maybe you don't do this, but someone you know, you know they, they just stay very busy all the time. They're either cleaning house all the time or always working on a motorcycle that's not really broken. It's because they like to be busy doing things. This is why it is said in this tradition, at least I, the way I talk about it, hold very still. And then you begin to see what you're covering up. If you sit down, it's called meditation. You could call it anything you wanted, but the way I teach it, sit down, hold still, and watch what the mind keeps ramping up. Thoughts about this, 
Thoughts about that show up as the three poisons, passion, aggression, and ignorance, pushing, pulling, shutting down, hope and fear, anxiety. But if you're moving around, even the slightest bit, this is why uh, in ancient times they would, in the Zen tradition especially, they would even yell at you for moving at all in the meditation hall. I don't think that's a good idea. I think it is about awareness rather, rather than maintaining some kind of stillness being aware that you're moving. So sit down with the intention to sit still and then notice how you keep breathing. Be aware of the breath. Don't fixate on the breath to create some kind of a meditative mind or person. There are people who teach this way, more people teaching this way than the way I teach. I teach out of what I'm looking at, not what I'm thinking about. So therefore I don't, don't really think much. Some, but not much. Yeah. Well, well, uh, going back to that idea that we're the landslide, uh, and you're saying that the landslide is dependent origination. Are we just an accumulation or uh, coming together of dependent origination? Yes, as a as a human form, and then all of the other things that arise in your mind stream that make a particularization of your thoughts, your ideas, your emotions, how you were treated when you were five years old. Anything that occurs to you as a, once you've become embodied, is, is a shut down, opened up, explained, justified, pushed away, passion, aggression, ignorance. Extremely com complicated. You can't repair it. You can't fix it. It has to be seen fundamentally. That's why it's a spiritual path instead of the mundane path of getting better, healing. Not that I'm against healing, but when it comes to the mind stream or consciousness that is arising in, in a human form, uh, that needs to be seen clearly what it actually is, not what we think it is, a separate being who can win or lose, live or die. More? How does the um, idea of karma fit into the metaphor of a landslide? Of the karma. Karma just means action, it means that if this happened, then that happened. This shows up and pushes this way, and then that gets pushed over, and then that leaves room for this to show up. So it's just a simple way of saying this, this happens, and this happens, and that happens, and that happens, and that happens. But it's, that's just a very simplistic, simplistic way of talking about it, and quite often you hear people say, you shouldn't do this, that will create bad karma, or if you do this and this and this, it will create good karma. I think it's a very simple-minded um, way of talking about karma. It's a landslide. You can you have no say-so about it. But what you do have a say-so about, and this is how it looks here, is you can actually receive whatever arises without, without comment. If you do that, the ego mind slowly, the self-centered part, the tightened fist, the closed fist in the mind starts to come apart because it gets all of its nutrition, all of its energy from taking a position on anything. I'm right, or I'm wrong, I'm terrible, I feel so ashamed. Or if people only understood me. And sometimes we run into people that no matter what you say to them, usually they don't have much experience meditating. No matter what you say to them, they just justify. They just take their position and they plant their feet and uh, there's not going to be a two-way street there. They're, you're just gonna have to listen to what they have to say. You may have a, some interaction that may be okay, but there's a good possibility that they have just shut down. They will live their life. They'll miss their life in order to have the, 
the illusion that they're controlling something. They're controlling. You cannot control this. Just because I can raise my, my hand and close my fist, what have I got control of? Not much. I can reach over here and pick up this kotsu, or I can put it back down. I can get up and walk out of here, or I can stay here. Not much is happening. Try to control something in your mind. Try to stop thinking of one thing or start thinking another. You, you can't. You can't do. You really don't have any say so about this, and that's telling you the interior landslide is what tells you that this landslide out here is also uncontrollable. This doesn't mean we shouldn't have a government. It doesn't mean we shouldn't have forms. It doesn't mean in the in the monastery we don't have uh, what rules, regulations, or things that you observe. But you notice you don't have to obey anything here. You observe it, and then if you can follow. Uh, in that uh, communication, cooperation, collaboration model, then you do that. If you can't, uh, you get a big chance here that you'll be asked to live somewhere else, not here. More? Yes, sir. Jesus, when, we, when we endeavor to just receive, are we still pulled along by the land side? Yes, but then you, you're just receiving that. You notice more and more the, how helpless you are, or we are, in terms of controlling anything. You can't just suddenly meditate in such a way that you'll, that the negativity that is arising in your mind is suddenly uh, transmuted or transformed into happiness. It's not that something like that can't arise, but uh, the goal needs to be, from this perspective over here, is to see the truth. And what is the truth? Conceptually, is there are not two things anywhere. This is a teaching that goes back centuries and centuries. Not something I invented, but it's something I'm looking at that looks like this is, somebody saw this a long time before I got here. And I was lucky to have a couple of teachers that helped me with that. They did not do it for me. They didn't really obey anything. What's the holding still if we're still getting dragged along at the land side? Holding still, you're, you're holding still so you can see what moves. And that witnessing something that moves without accepting it, witnessing that something moves without rejecting it, don't agree, don't disagree. And we're watching something that moves without distracting yourself into some other kind of safety net. It is terrifying to the ego to realize that you have no say so about this. You are, and that you are not the singularity you thought you were, an identity. There is no identity. If you're not interested in this, then do something else. But if you are, then that's what you're going to hear from me, probably, in some form or another. Train your mind. Find out who you are. Don't get your identity from me or from Buddhism or from any ism. We'll get, don't, don't get your identity from anything. Get, get your understanding about identity from training your mind to see what is true yourself. What? If it looks like there's some stability or stillness, what's the misunderstanding? There's no such thing as stability or stillness. Those are inventions. There's no such thing. Why? There isn't anything to hold still. The separation that you think is holding still is a contrast of something else that's moving. The very nature of confusion is to believe that some things are coming and going. Keep coming. I'm not done with you yet. 
Are you going to stop? <laughs> I don't blame you. If I was in your shoes, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask a single question. I would just hang my head and sit there. Nah, don't do that. Go ahead. So bowing, is the leading edge of fear anger? Anger is usually covering up the fear and the fear of being, of being useless or wrong or embarrassed. And so anger can, can just, if some, if we feel it's like somebody out there is triggering something on us that helps, uh, makes uh, us realize that we're unstable or that we don't know what in the hell we're doing and we're starting to get embarrassed. Sometimes just doubling up your fist and just being upset with a person who apparently caused that to happen in you. Just an incredible misunderstanding. And we tend to, in relationship especially, close relationships, we tend to blame others, people that really, really claim to love and to care about or how we feel. You have no say-so about anything. If you think you have a say-so, you'll not only suffer, but you'll torture others. Am I condemning you to something? No, I'm just telling you it's what I'm looking at, having been here for a little while. More? Go ahead, sir. It, it seems, in my experience, I can start to see that someone's not causing the trigger, but that still that dynamic still seems to show up as if they were causing yes. my emotions. Yes. What do we do with that? Uh, nothing. That's the path. That's how it looks. You you eventually see that everything you're feeling is your responsibility. It is you. It is your not a, not a person, but it is your. It's the same consciousness that pulls these fingers together. It's the same consciousness that that receives everything that is around. It's the same consciousness that hears, smells, tastes, touch. It's that same consciousness in this particular human form. You don't do anything with it. More. If the blame seen through. Um, does that apparent triggering situation still look like that? Um, it could. It, it, is, it does have a, that particular landslide actually can be seen to be an illusion. The same as the one out here can be seen to be unreal. It's real in that something is happening, but it's unreal in that uh, it's an illusion that something is happening. Just like the example I often use is watch a movie. Especially a movie that's really good, that magnetizes you. You're in there. You're part of one of the characters. Listen to a play. Read a poem. Um, I mean, all of the things that are showing up as other out there, especially in the arts, quite often in that area, there's strong illusions there that are deliberately invented, inventing unreal. Read the poems of Arthur Rimbaud, translation by Louise Varese. Here's a 13-year-old boy in France years and years ago was actually creating out of his mind stream, creating incredible images. Astonishing poet, very young. Go ahead. My understanding, you to say that we can see what this is, but still take things extremely personally. Yes. And you'll continue to do that, and you'll witness that, you'll see that, and you won't try to push it away. You won't try to improve and be a person who's not so egotistical. Because if you do that, then you take away the fundamental understanding, which is that it's unreal. And if you see it's unreal, you won't care how you feel. I've said this many times in the last, what, two or three years? I wasn't saying it 10 years ago. I was thinking it, but I was probably not saying, I probably did too. I probably said, I don't give a shit how you feel. Didn't I say that? 
few times. And I can't because I can't help you if I'm concerned, if I'm always trying to rescue you like a child from, from the reality of being a living being. I can help you a little bit. But if you're a full-grown adult human being and you're constantly just making disturbances in your own mind and your own milieu, whatever society or culture or community that you're in, um, in order to get out of that feeling, because that feeling is that is the landslide. And you don't have to do anything with it. You can actually receive that through your sense fields or just through the mind itself. Just see that the emotion that's been triggered by this or that or the other thing or has been hidden or covered up. Something comes along and knocks that cover off. And then that starts to erupt. Uh, it's yours. It's yours. Don't miss your life by trying to be somebody else, trying to be a peaceful person. Big cover up. There's no difference between war and peace, differentiation, but it's a duality. There's no difference between life and death. Differences, but fundamentally they're not different because you can't have life without death. You can't have death without life. You can't have love, relative grasping love without hate. The only love you can have without an opposite is a wisdom. Because that wisdom doesn't see anything but this everywhere. And it is completely in love with everything with no demand. No demand. Doesn't matter. It uh, doesn't make any difference whether you get what you're after or not. More? Earlier today, you were talking about um, that you could get um, angry but not be mad or not. Yes. Um, you can too. What? In my situation, it seems like they're laminated together. How? What, what's happening there? That's what the sitting practice of meditation is about, is to look at the lamination. Look at how emotion comes up and you stick a self on it. I'm the one who's mad. And you start to get protective and you notice that we're mad and we don't like that feeling. And who doesn't like the feeling? The illusion of the self doesn't like the illusion of the feeling. Yes. In my experience, it seems like I don't even see it until the self's already on it. That's um, why you're here. Most people, when I say most people, probably many people can relate to what you're talking about. It's just, you don't see it, but that's why we practice. Some people don't well, still, even though it's obvious uh, to me as a teacher that somebody is full of themselves, but they still blame others. They continue to do it. What do I do as their teacher? I listen to them. And, and what do I do besides that? Go back to the wall. Go back and train your mind. Don't live this. Don't live this life. Uh, don't miss this life. Find out. Find out who you are fundamentally, and you will only find that out by looking at the interior landslide that you'd like to correct. You'd like to be different. You'd like to be someone else. You'd like to be a better person. Sound familiar? You don't have to get rid of that either. It is seeing that this is an illusion that we are deluded by into thinking there's something wrong, something needs fixing or changing. And in a certain sense, I can almost look at that as a kind of getting better, like that delamination or maybe not functioning out of the anger. Is that like when you talk about side effects on the path? Is yeah, there's always some, so yeah, side effects or liner notes or whatever that show up. But that's not the, the intention is to see the truth. And since there's no no self there, there's no one there that sees the truth, then those things come in because they are part of dependent origination. They're part of just the weight of samsara coming forth down the mountainside 
boulders and snow and mudslides and everything. It is just, just, it's just doing what gravity tells it to do. Don't just, as it says in the, the third of the three pure precepts, be with all things. So the landslide is there. No, no more war forever. No more war. No more peace. Don't maintain anything. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't hold still in front of the wall. But even that shouldn't be maintained. You have to return to that stillness and then realize you need to get up and move around. You come back and sit still again. Do it over and over and over again. Wear this, wear this whole thing out. As Trungpa Rinpoche once said, working with ego is like walking on an old shoe. You just walk on it until it just comes apart. You don't reheal it or resole it. Do we need to start feeling things more, more raw to, to wear it out? Probably more immediate. Whatever shows up, that's it. No addition to it. And that has to do with sitting practice of meditation. You're sitting, you watch some negativity is coming up, no comment. If it, if it stays there for 20 minutes or keeps returning every 30 seconds, no, whatever shows up is, as, as I sometimes say, has a, has a pass, it has, has permission from everything else to show up as it shows up. It's not personal. There is no personhood there. That's the illusion. But the illusion may not go away. It may haunt you for a while. Let it haunt you. Uh, I sometimes talk about the clown on the roof or some the ego's still around, but it just it, it doesn't get much uh doesn't get a thumbs up very often. But it's welcome to hang around because it's unreal. It's like being haunted by your uh personality. But you really don't have one. Kayun Boeing. <clears throat> yes, sir. Um, you were describing karma earlier. It sounded pretty functional. So I'm wondering if good, the concept of good and bad karma is a, ba a misunderstanding, Boeing. Yes, it is. It's all over the place, but it's bad in that you're having a, having a, a hard time in your life and things are all falling apart and you're in the middle of mudslides, landslides, hurricanes, uh, you know, evil uh, uh, parents. <laughs> I mean, you could go on and on. This is what the material for uh, stories, books, movies, all that are made of. So the causes and conditions are going to show up as, as uh, feeling pretty good or not feeling so good, but the, the to actually say good and bad karma, that's a little bit extra there, I think. Kayun bowing. So there's no kind of intention or practice that we need to engage in to try to stave off so-called misfortune or anything like that, bowing. So I, I think there's a there are dimensions to that that are that are un, unsearchable or that are that don't have some kind of a status as a Oh, this is the correct thing you should do. And the Buddha Dharma down through the centuries has been about asking for help for others and uh, supplicating uh, aspect energy that seems to be not particularly embodied, but seems to be there somewhere. Somehow there's energy that may not show up as a living being, 
but it's it's noticeable some some more to some people than to others and this is a quite uh, variable and different ways of practicing the buddha's dharma this is the way that i uh, practice this having been uh, looked at several different ways the tibetan vajrayana and also the, the zen soto zen lineage and zen teachings both chan chinese uh, zen and japanese korean zen so they seem to be going different directions in, in different ways of training. But to come back to your what you seem to be asking about is um, there's certainly going to be some kind of good and bad. Uh, something really terrible happens. Someone gets in a car wreck and another person wins the lottery or their painting uh, wins a big prize. Or, uh, there's just so many different ways that you can, it shows up as this is pretty good, but this is not so good. So your mind is going to be drawn this way and that way. And what I would say is don't do anything with it. Don't add on to it. No further com comment or, or commentary on it. So did I get close to what you're looking for? Or do you want to go into that further? Hi, in bowing. Yes, that's helpful. Uh, I've heard the phrase purifying karma. Is that what we're doing when we practice shikantaza, bowing? If, if you were, yes. You are. Well, you're, what you're doing, I'll put it very literally, you're sitting down and you are, whatever arises in the mind, you are, are, it is a, you are holding still. The body is not uh, a separate thing. Uh, the body and the mind are not two different things. They're two aspects of the same thing, but they're not two. And so you can't find the mind. You can't slow the mind down. Other than maybe you can do some mantras, which we do. We do mantras. You can do some visualizations. Those can be very complicated and time-consuming. Assuming uh, you could do those, we do some of that. So I'm not ruling everything out and say all you have to do is do shikantaza. It looks like that to me that that would be the main practice, but maybe some of the other practices would be good also. Prostrations are good. Using the whole body to say, I, I go for refuge or I take refuge in the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, the teacher. You might need to do that to uh, to get the physical body to reinforce what the mind is trying to say. I really want to practice this path as it's been taught to me and as I understand it through my teacher and through all the lineage holders down through the centuries that are so have been so um, uh, have been so tied into this path and have shared their understanding, their insights and their teachings with us. There, there are countless, countless numbers of teachers down through the centuries after the Buddha and probably a lot before the Buddha. So I feel like I might have missed what you're looking for, did I? Ian Bowing. No, I that that is is helpful. I was just thinking that if obviously some of the energy or thoughts that I receive are pleasant and mostly they're unpleasant, but when I sit in Shikantaza, I'm kind of giving them equal airing yeah, so this is a and to come back to your word this is purifying so what you're doing is you're taking the pol polarized warlike chemistry out of the situation it isn't you're you're agreeing with it you're not that would be passion you're not you're not disagreeing with it that would be aggression and you're certainly not ignoring it that would be ignorance you're just receiving whatever shows up with uh with a great uh generosity great great kindness towards everything that's arising anything that shows up is supposed to be there um, I've heard it said that good karma is what you is the action that you put into the world hoping it has good effects for others 
ตายซึ่งซึ่งแต่งตัวคนคนด้านความ Do you have any teachings around that? Well, my teachings on karma don't do anything unless you have to. But if you have to do it, then do it and don't necessarily add any commentary on it. I'm doing this because of this and this and this. That's just bullshit. Don't, don't explain anything. Just, just receive everything as it is, and you'll be able to do that more clearly, more precisely, and more specifically the more you do practice sitting practice of meditation. As far as I can see, and I. People can see further than I can, but that's where I'm at with it. Chisho. Chisho, uh, how can shikantaza purify any karma? Uh, that seems to suggest I'm able to stop a landslide by doing shikantaza. Bye. No, no. What you what 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 happens? Is you stop fighting with a landslide, thinking it's something else. And you realize that you are the landslide, as uh, Ondo uh, asked about earlier. You are that. You're not separate from anything. There are no separations. So the fundamental purification is nothing is purified. There was no purifying. It's called uh, sometimes threefold purity. Now, there are different ways of talking about this, which bring everything right down to justice. Kishwawang. Yes, sir. Why call it purification then? It's just shikantaza then, not purification. Bye. Yeah, that'd be all right. But you could call it shikantaza. Just precisely this: everything is fundamentally pure as it is. But we add on past and future, right and wrong, success and failure, and all the other dithyrambic uh, uh, positions that we have. On I really like, but I don't like this. But I like that. But this shouldn't be. But it's a what? What's the saying? Comedy of errors. It's just incessant fiddling around and meddling with everything, including our own life and other people's lives. There's nothing to fix, nothing to correct. Anyone else out there in uh, Zoomophobia? Navid. Navid Bowing. Is the dependent origination that manifest through each of us has any purpose bowing purpose is something that is added on by the ego mind and needs to have you have to have a purpose uh, so if you if you need a purpose then uh, your your purpose here as a meditator depends on where you're at on the path or how you see the path is to save all beings put others before yourself that's hard most people just want to fix themselves or realize themselves. They want their own personal enlightenment. Uh, there's a name for that. You know what it is? No? Huh? No, that's the first one. That, Shravaka is the, the list of the hearer. The next one is a Pratekabura. is a self-styled, someone who is attaining enlightenment just for themselves. They don't care about all those other ding-dongs. They just want to get enlightened themselves, go to the mountaintop and just purify everything themselves and see the ultimate reality that they're not separate from. They're leaving out quite a bit there. Is the issue with that kind of self-stylized enlightenment that it's still buying into the body? Um, buying into a personhood that is becoming enlightened. The, the, the Buddha's enlightenment uh, vanished into his own enlightenment. 
nothing was gained, nothing was attained. If, if something is attained, then it can be lost. That's why it's a transcendent, that's why it's a spiritual path, not a mundane path of success. Although all paths of Buddha Dharma also has a, a mundane aspect of it. Get to the wall, sit down, practice. Uh, look at the look at the difficulty. Look at the the stuff that arises in the mind without grasping passion. Without, in other words, concluding or blaming anyone, blaming yourself, do anything with it. Don't accept it. Don't reject it. Don't ignore it. And that way, it's it's just what it is, and you're not separate from it. Okay. Yoka Bowing, questions from YouTube. From okay. Thomas in the UK. How is returning to the cushion different than returning to thoughts, opinions, etc. in earnest? Could be the same thing. The thing about the cushion is, uh, is holding a body very still with all the senses on receive. So just sit down and just sit there and whatever shows up, uh, just receive it. Smells, tastes, sounds, and if you can, don't add anything on. Sights, feelings, thoughts, memories, evaluations, judgments. Don't correct anything. Don't accept anything. And, and you will find through the awareness practice, you some things you can't hardly help but fight with them. But what that does is that that puts it on a very radical level of warfare where you actually see something arise in your mind and you don't want it. And so you get to actually witness the way you are at war with reality. That is not going to happen if you're sitting at a table with a legal pad trying to figure out how things work and who you are. Yeah, there's There are lots of books out there. I just I got one in the mail. I was very curious about how far they were going to go in this elaboration of figuring everything out without any meditation. So it might as well be a book of cartoons. Yes, sir. Thomas has another question. Being aware of something behind the self is useful. Why? I feel depressed. Excuse my questions. No. Just feeling depressed. There's no the depression is dependently risen. There's no one who's depressed. If the depression, don't fight with that. Don't cover that up. I'm not saying if you're going to a, a therapist or going to a doctor that maybe you should. Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should take what Wellbutrin or Prozac or something or one of the other drugs to cover that up or modify how you feel. I don't recommend that, but I don't know how it's what it feels like to be you, and maybe it's. Horrible. Maybe you need to do that. But it seems, I don't know this, but it seems like to, to try to use some kind of a chemical thing to uh, cover things up and change things uh, might be similar to just getting drunk. Why not just get drunk? I mean, I'm not recommending that either. What I am recommending is however you feel, that, that has a right to be there. There's nothing wrong. Receive that. Don't 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 create any more difficulty by trying to push that down or cover it up with um, concepts, ideas, judgments, or chemicals. Excuse me. 
through the mind. Is there something that's inherently connecting us to other Buddhists, that concept of Buddhism? Well, the, the teaching of the Buddha 2,500 years ago has been taken lots of different directions. So I'm not sure what you're asking. I'm wondering if... I'm wondering what the community of Buddhists is if the teaching can be so varied that it's unrecognizable. You need to re you realize it. You realize what the Buddha realize what the Buddha was. See your own Buddha nature. The Buddha didn't point to anything other than the truth of awakening. So it's not a belief system, even though people took it different directions. And if they had not, they probably would not have any teaching here today. It had to show up in different ways in Japan, Korea. China, India, for that matter. It's not something to believe. It's a teaching that, that is about training the mind to see the truth yourself. And initially, it shows up lots of different ways as being doing what you're told. A 13-year-old monk or a 55-year-old monk may still uh, function as a student of a particular teacher in a, in a certain way, different than other people. More about that if you have it. That's a good area to ask questions about or on. Yes. Divine, what is it uh, about seeing that we are dependently arisen that would result in us doing less? You see, all the things that are coming and going in the mind are just if you sit still, hold very still for any length of time. Uh, you're eventually going to see that it's a there's a tremendous amount of things coming and going and coming and going in the mind stream, and they they're beyond any kind of personhood. It isn't like you're asking for them to come, and if you're not doing anything with them other than just receiving them, you see that they it's hard to find out where they come from. Where do thoughts come? Can we even see a thought? We have a thought about this or about that, but you can't find a source for that, and nor when the thought is. When you're thinking about something else, you don't know where the previous thought went. Did it go somewhere? Did it have any status as a thing? This is in consciousness. One of the ways that I've talked about this is inventing things, making up imaginary things in your mind, in your consciousness, just by talking about something that is basically doesn't exist. But I can start talking about it just like someone tells a story. Some great storytellers are able to Tell stories in your mind. What do they call novelists? And you read it, and some of, some of them are extremely good at that. You read some uh, stories or hear stories or just uh, have an astonishing ability to create something in your mind stream. And that's all your mind is doing is just creating stories about you and about your life and who you are and where you're going and how well you're doing. And sometimes we just want to hear somebody else's story about their life, what's happening to them. More about that? Do you have it? It's all unreal. It has no, it's not substantial, undependable. Yes? Sometimes you talk about clarity being about confusion, I think. Yes, I do. Is is there clarity or is there truth beyond truth about confusion? Is there other truth? Sometimes it's talked about that way. One of the images for that is water poured into water. 
which is already water, and then we pour water, and but nothing has happened. It's just more water. The nothingness, the other teaching that shows up sometimes is the truth of the things are empty of what you think they are, and full of what of what they actually are. So they're empty of what of your ideas, your conclusions, your hope, and your fear, and your judgment, and your evaluation that that underlays the whole the whole structure of ego or self-centeredness or otherness, self and other, subjective, uh, objective, duality that is unreal. Well, you mentioned earlier Buddha, Buddha nature earlier. See your own Buddha nature. Yes, Buddha nature. Is see, is seeing Buddha nature seeing the truth about confusion? Yeah, you actually you, you pretty hard to see Buddha nature. You just become Buddha nature. You or you don't become it. You realize that you are Buddha nature. You stop covering everything up. You are not the historical Buddha, not the guy who lived twenty five hundred years ago. He's long gone. But what he was pointing at is not separate from uh, who you are. He was pointing at your Buddha nature. He was pointing at my Buddha nature, everyone's Buddha nature. And what does Buddha nature mean? Awakened, the nature of awakening. You're aw everything is awake. Nothing is sleeping anywhere. More about that? Those are divine. It just seems like if that's the truth, that that's not about confusion, or how how is Buddha nature? Not so okay, so it starts out. Uh, you actually begin to see. You look at confusion, which is looking at the wall, or sitting still and watching the mind tumble and tumble and tumble. And you watch things come and go, and you you watch the confusion, and eventually you realize that that oh, the clarity about the confusion is Buddha nature, and therefore Buddha nature and uh, and confusion are not two separate things. That's, you have to realize it, and that's something you can kind of think about and and speculate about or write books about. I've heard you say that nothing sleeps. Yes. Does that mean everything has some clarity about confusion? Yes. It does. But when we get in that area, into that area, we are starting to transcend time and space without doing anything, without leaving this room, without spilling water over on the floor from our water glass under the bench. Remember that? Why didn't it spill? You caught it. When I was moving the bench and didn't know the water glass was there, nothing sleeps. That water glass does not sleep, nor is it awake. No position. But you could, if you wanted to go into talking using language, then of course everything's awake because it sees that it sleeps. It's awake about sleeping. Now, what happens in the mind stream when you start contemplating things like that? You get a headache. Or you want to go do something else. Let's do something. This is this is this talk of Sogazan is getting very tedious. Are there further questions uh, about tedium? With your response to Ando, 
when you pointed at endless implications of, of what is happening right now, can we even talk about personal karma, my karma? Not really, no. I mean, you could talk about it, but it's just more, more uh, stage play happening, more creating this and shutting this down and fluffing this up and tamping that down, trying to control things by explaining them or justifying them or evaluating them. Is, it, is taking it as just as karma, could it be easier for receiving it? Bowing. Perhaps. You mean just keep telling yourself every 20 minutes, this is just karma, this is just karma, this is just karma, this is just karma. You mean that? Or it is unreal. <laughs> <laughs> but you can this is what sometimes slogans that's what they're about to say everything is unreal uh but it's there so everything is is an illusion uh but if you see it's a, that it is an illusion you, you won't be deluded by it in other words you'll know that it's unreal and so therefore you you won't be too concerned with how you feel because how you feel is an illusion about another illusion which is whatever is showing up Yes, sir. Shoto bowing. If we're not deluded about the illusion, yes. does that change our activity at all? Bowing. Somewhat. You, it may, there probably would be less activity, and you would be much more concerned about what's happening with everyone. You'd listen to people. You would, yeah, you would be, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, you would be on receive all the time. Other people might not like how you act or how you treat them, but you would be right with them. You were in the room when uh, we were having a talk with uh, someone about about their relationship to the forums. How did that look to you when I hauled off and knocked him across the floor? Blood was everywhere. How was that for you? Pretty and I'm supposed to tell you guys about this, about this tantric teaching that I do occasionally. How did that look to you? Difficult. Was it difficult for you or for him or for me? For me. Was it difficult for him? I don't know. I don't know. Was it difficult for me? I don't know. It was difficult for you. you. Do you expect me to ask you why? No. What was that? It's a what question. What was that? What was it? It was intense, but I don't know. Okay. Just continue to look at that. It's good. It's good. It's a. It, it means something for me to hear you say. You don't know what that is. You don't need to know what that is. You don't know, need to have a what about it. I know other, I didn't, I exaggerated, there was no blood. More? Just to use that example, that's one of many situations where I can barely breathe and my heart's racing and it just happens so fast as there. A day where you this, can still function. You, you, as soon as you see that what is arising in the mind stream is a landslide, you do not have to stop that. But it, it's unreal. But what you you are hooked on the reality of your emotions. You when when something happens, this happens, that happens, and you have these intense reactive emotions. And you've been a monk for how many years? You've been living in the monastery for six or seven years, something like that. Five years. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably why <laughs> you've been here long enough. 
But look at the, look at how intense. Nothing really happened there. Nobody hit anybody. But I was very abrupt with uh, what that person was saying, and 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 I was abrupt not because I don't like him, not because I hate him. I love him, but he, but he was only going to receive that from me and not from anyone else. And you notice he did receive it. He didn't like it, but he received it. But that what that's triggering there is the unseen area of your own consciousness your own landslide that you are not so far are not willing to uh, witness and that's coming just you know you're a young man just stay on the path continue 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 return to the buddha the dharma the sangha the teaching this practice awareness practice over and over and over and over again until you see what this is and then you may you may have a reaction to that. You may not. You won't care what your position on it. You don't. You won't have positions on anything unless they come up situationally. In which case, you might say, you might do what I did or what I said, something similar to what I said with that person, which is a pretty strong message for him. Yes, I can't remember how you just said it, but something like. Um... It's triggering an area I'm not looking at yet. It yes. doesn't seem like I can even look at that until it's been triggered. Is there? Very good. So this will just continue to return to the wall. You know, you've been meditating a few years. Keep going. You have a long way to go. That doesn't mean you won't awaken tomorrow. Also, doesn't mean that you, you might never awaken. Also, might mean that you'll awaken in 30 years. It doesn't matter. It's the intention, not the success story. Spiritual path is not a success story, my friends and my enemies. Sangho. That's a dangerous proposition. <clears throat> yes. Um, just receiving, being with someone, they might not like it, how you behave to them. I wonder what is the contrast between that and passivity and then like blase go with the flow yes uh, go with the flow and those kind of things those are standards and don't set up standards be uh, it's ego in order to, to stay have some kind of stability to that imaginary identity is going to have to follow some kind of standards to protect itself because if it's just uh, there I'm not talking about go with the flow that's also a standard don't go with any flow. Just if you can, don't don't practice in the meditation, uh, meditation and action, everyday life situation. Practice on the wall so that when you stand up, walk across the room and you interact with your partner, with your sangha, with your community or with your people in your workplace, co-workers and so on, that you're as on you are as much on receive as you can be and actually listen to what people are saying. Don't respond necessarily. Don't fill up the space with anything. Just listen. That's what I'm saying. Let's do that. Set up standards. Go with the flow is not a good one. Don't go with any flow. There's no flow. Uh, go with the flow is ego language for um, protecting itself. So it appears like somebody who is agreeable and just going with the flow. There's no one. No one to go with the flow. It's worse than that. Better than that. It's worse than that because... If you stay on this path, it can get extremely difficult. But it's better than that. If you stay on this path, you can liberate yourself before this body-mind goes back into the elements and becomes dirt, air, fire, and water again, again, again. 
rebirth. Yes. A uh, question on YouTube from Ath Alm. Is procrastination a subtle version of ignoring? If yes, how not to ignore? Thank you kindly. Um, Certainly, could be that. Procrastination, write notes to yourself, maybe that would help get it more into the intellect, into the that area, so you're actually keeping track of what you're procrastinating. That, that would be a way of, I'd have to know you um, more than just what I know from the question. But it looks like just working with it more conceptually or intellectually, write notes to yourself about it. If you don't want to continue to procrastinate, also make agreements with others. Get someone that you trust or that is you know, confident or something and say, hey, you're trying to do this, get this done or that done. I'm going to make an agreement with you that I'm going to do this on this day or that day. Agreements are very important. Don't, just like if you formally receive this vow, you make an agreement to put others before yourself. And the painful part of the path is seeing how very, very difficult that is when you have these intense emotions and feelings that come up and say, no, I can't do that. I have to put myself first here. You might not say that, but you might just put yourself first. And so procrastination is just, uh, it's just ignoring. But you already know that. Find a way to do that. Find a way to enter into that. Sit a lot. And however much you're sitting, sit more. Thomas has another question. Yeah, one more and then we can similar close. Similar to what was just asked. Okay. Passion, aggression, ignorance are all what one thing, if nothing is separate? What was the question? Passion, aggression, ignorance are all what one thing, if not, if nothing is separate? You get, get a little bit, you kind of trap me into a, an area that I might have to say, well, it's just energy without a person. No, I'm not going to say that. It's less than that. It's more than that. It's just the way things rotate. Things show up and they go down and they cover up and they uncover. But, but if you don't buy into any of those, if they just rotate out of dependent origination, then you're liberated. And what, what, what is liberated? Uh, nothing, because nothing was ever in prison. Realize it. You can realize this. It takes a lot of determination, effort, persistence. Don't look for results. Very good. Thank you so much. Hi, my name is Sokaren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokukoji.org. Thank you.